Hi everyone, this is Evan at Stride, back with another episode of the Stride Power Podcast. This is episode 12, and today we're going to be talking about a couple different things, mainly centered around RSS, which is your running stress score. Um, I'm personally going to talk about uh, how I've been using Stride in my comeback from injury, my first injury in maybe 10 years from running um, at a fairly competitive level, and how it's been a, a tough road to come back from, but at the same time, it's been very easy in terms of training to correctly plan my training using Stride RSS and using a couple of the tools that we have available um, with Stride tracking your daily training. First off, I want to start by, again, thanking everybody that has listened to the podcast in the past, anybody that has uh, emailed in or voiced their words of support. It uh, does mean a lot. It's very, very exciting to have close to 40,000 downloads now through only 11 or 12 episodes. Um, so I really appreciate it personally, but then uh, everybody at Stride loves the feedback that you guys give as well. We hope that you find a lot of valuable information from the Stride Power podcast. Um, if you can, I would please ask for you to rate and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen on. It really helps other people find the podcast. Um, today, uh, with without you know doing any more spiel before uh, getting into it, today we're going to talk about running stress score. Uh, I'm going to read from a blog post that we had a while ago, just to kind of explain what RSS is. If you've seen, um, you know, that acronym somewhere on the stride site, you'd heard people talking about it. You kind of just look at it and say, I don't really know what to do with it. I hope that this um, semi short, not super long uh, podcast can kind of give you a little bit more information that you might be able to bring into your own training and help you um, you know, maybe get a better track of things and uncover something that you didn't know that you were doing before. But now with uh, RSS, paying attention to that, um, you can have a little bit uh, more tools. And then I'll explain how I personally have been using Stride and a couple of the tools that we have to come back from injury. Uh, and I'll talk about that after I talk about um, RSS. So uh, this is the original blog post that came out with RSS. And I thought it was a great summary of one, how RSS is defined. But then two, just explaining why it might be useful to track in your day-to-day training. Uh, After each day's workout, we all wonder, how was my workout today? Have I done enough? Did I push too hard? Indeed, consistent training with the correct load and variety spurs the best physiological improvement, the secret sauce to how top runners build fitness quickly to run faster. And you don't have to be a top runner to smartly plan your training. You don't even have to be a runner, you can be a walker, but um, with with running, having a more consistent approach will help you overall reach, uh, you know, better potential. Uh, so at Stride, we designed RSS running stress score, which is a single number to help you understand your day-to-day training. It quantifies how much you've trained and the variety of the intensity in your training. Um, and I want to go off script, just talk about how important that is. I've talked about it in a few other Um, podcast episodes in the past, but just looking at something like mileage, your average heart rate, your, you know, your average pace, it does not tell the full story of what you're doing during that run. It only tells you an overall average. Um, The primary input to RSS is running power, obviously. Uh, It's the direct measure of running intensity along with the time spent at different training intensity levels. The equation for this is relatively simple. Uh, Running stress score is equal to 100 times your training duration times the relation of that current power to your critical power 
and then that is multiplied by a constant. Um, and critical power is your maximal, this is textbook straight from the document here, your maximal average sustainable power over one hour of running, also referred to as lactate threshold power, this is used as your performance baseline. Again, this is just reading from this um, post. Critical power is the number that is in your stride profile for your critical power. So you might have done a critical power test after listening to the critical power um, podcast episode. You might uh, use a race estimator. Uh, but basically, the RSS running stress score is 100 times your training duration in seconds times the relation of your power over your critical power. And then it's multiplied by a constant, um, the constant K in this example. Um, RSS quantifies your day-to-day -day running intensity relative to your critical power. This makes RSS1 comparable, which enables self-comparison throughout a whole training season, uh, a training load comparison between different workout types, as well as the comparison between athletes with different abilities. So you and your friend go out uh, for a run, you feel like you're really struggling, you get back and you check your RSS and say, yeah, I, I, I was pushing it a little bit harder than I should have, but then you, your friend, you know, might, might have been cruising and they just have more fitness than you or they have a different critical power. So um, their relation of that effort, you can kind of quantify that based on, you know, you two running together, one person might have been more stressed than the other. Um, the coefficient K accounts for the fact that different intensity levels spur different physiological adaptations. In order to achieve your best potential, it is important to have the right training variety across all intensity levels while allowing the proper recovery time for each. Note that RSS shares a familiar form as a training stress score. Some people might be used to this in cycling, TSS. Uh, yet in cycling, uh, it's very different than running. They're fundamentally different sports. In particular, run training is often constrained by mechanical stresses and the stress on your body in terms like pounding. Uh, increasing running intensity results in a higher stress on our body than comparable increases in cycling. You can coast in cycling, you're riding a bike, obviously, but uh, running, you never really get to relax off the pedals. You are always pounding and increasing that overall stress. The coefficient K for running RSS is significantly higher than that of cycling training stress score, which is reflecting the higher stressing effect of your intensive runs and workouts. Simply put, RSS is a point system it awards a certain number of points to each of your workouts based on how intensely and how long you train. RSS is designed around a reference benchmark score, which means that if you run for exactly one hour, 60 minutes, at your critical power, you will earn 100 RSS points. Uh, there, there's a couple tables that are included in this document. I'll kind of read through them just to give you a little bit of an idea. Um, the following table shows the RSS score for one minute of running at different intensity zones, which are your your levels, your your zones, as well as the typical RSS found in a set common workout and race type. So uh, for zone one, it's 65 to 80% of your critical power, which means you're going to get a, about 0.65 to 0.82 RSS points per minute. So it's calculated by like per second RSS is. Um, but this is just kind of giving an example. So if you run one minute at your easy zone, you're going to get anywhere between 0.65 to 0.82 RSS points. Um, if you run one minute at your moderate zone, which is 80 to 90% of your critical power, you get 0.82 to 1.24 RSS. So you can easily see that if you do something like, you know, two minutes at an easy, that's worth 
uh, one minute at your uh, moderate at the, at the high end there. So, you know, 0.65 to 0.82 for that easy, 0.82 to 1.24 um, average RSS per minute. So we can easily see how quickly this sort of shifts and how quickly, um, you know, one more minute or, you know, another second at a higher intensity ac actually stacks up against different types of training. Uh, for zone three, which is 90 to 100% of your RSS, it's 1.24 to 1.66 average RSS per minute. Zone four, which is intervals, 100 to 115% of your CP, uh, it's 1.66 to 2.94 average RSS a minute. And then for your zone five, that highest, uh, 115 to 130% of your CP, uh, 2.94 to 4.5 average RSS per minute. So we can easily see that this example isn't meant to confuse you with numbers. This example is meant to show you that for an easy run, compared to your critical power, that intensity that, you, that you've either done via a test or a race, um, it's just showing how there's that much big of a difference as you increase the intensity levels. Uh, so this is a better example, I think, here, um, uh, comparatively showing a typical RSS of an example workout, and this is um, from uh, Hans and Ron, who are the guys uh, with the Running With Power book um, that has been tra translated into Dutch, which you can find in our uh, store.stride.com. Um, but the, the workout here, ex the examples here, I think are great. It just helps you conceptualize a little bit better than me saying one minute at, you know, X zone is equal to point, whatever point. So uh, a one hour recovery run at 70% of your critical power is 40 RSS points. That you know sounds sounds pretty simple. A one hour run at eighty percent of your critical power is forty nine RSS points. So that you know you can kind of see the difference there. Ten RSS points. That's a pretty big percentage difference when we're talking about forty RSS points all the way up to forty nine RSS points. Now let's say we did that one hour, so sixty minute intensity at eighty percent of our critical power. But now we're going to do a thirty minute threshold run at a hundred percent of your critical power. That's 50 RSS points. So we've run for half the time, but we've run the exact same running stress score. So that just shows you that difference in terms of time on your feet and the overall intensity. Um, if we do a 20 minute speed workout that averages out to 110% of your RSS or your critical power, it's gonna be 50 points. Um, so, you know, the faster you go, the, the higher intensity you go with power um, for maybe even a shorter amount of time, it's gonna lead to a different RSS. If you do a 10 minute, 3,000 meter race uh, at 115% of your CP, your critical power, it'd be 45 RSS points. If you do a 20 minute 5K at 110% of your critical power, it's 50 RSS points. So we're just showing the different examples here. Um, let's say we do a one hour race at 100% of our critical power. Obviously it's 100 RSS points. A two hour half marathon at 95% of your critical power is 180 RSS, a three-hour marathon at 90% of your critical power, 224 RSS. So these are just examples to kind of give you an idea of how these different activity types would end up leading to a different RSS score, but to easily conceptualize it, showing that, you know, an hour recovery run at this, this effort versus an hour recovery run at this effort are actually pretty big different stressors on your body, even though you just say, I've run for the same amount of time. I, you know, I know there's a difference in mileage, but why should I care? It, it, it helps conceptualize things overall in training. Um, using the day-to-day, -day, you know, running, tracking with RSS can 
help you also as you um, reflect on a training plan and plan for the future. Uh, you shouldn't ever necessarily plan to hit an exact RSS on a day because it's a little bit harder to do conceptually unless you're really, really glued to it. But reflecting and just kind of adding it into that training um, analysis is is the thing to do, I would say. So um, I want to talk specifically about a, a couple different things of how I personally use running stress score. Because when I was new to stride almost a year ago when I started working for the company, um, you know, I, I started running with it as any normal person would, set it up with my watch. I was really intrigued by seeing my live power while I ran, but then also afterwards being able to see, uh, you know, running up a hill. Oh, my power goes up. Oh, that's pretty cool. Even though my pace slowed down, it's, it's harder on my body. I didn't really even fully understand RSS, uh, you know, for a full month or two. And I, I worked at the company. And so I thought that, um, you know, I should educate myself a little bit more. I ended up tracking it. Um, you know, relative to my training, I was more of a mileage person. I, I, I just thought that, you know, if I just increased my mileage as I was training for a marathon, uh, last fall into the winter that, um, you know, mileage is just the answer. Mileage is just the secret. Um, I, I track, you know, my, my average heart rate over weeks and see that, you know, it either go up and down, but I couldn't really tell what that meant. So I was using all these sort of things that, other people, um, you know, just just told me and in, in, in through various training readings, other people just said, oh, yeah, this this is how you use it. And you can, um, you know, kind, kind of guesstimate certain things based off this. So uh, once I found RSS, I was actually really intrigued because it made complete sense to me. Why would I track just the amount of distance that my body has traveled? Obviously, it's important in terms of time and feet and being able to complete a certain distance. But why would I just track that? Why would I just track my average pace? Average pace through the week doesn't actually mean anything. If I, you know, all of a sudden go up to a high altitude. So for me specifically, I moved from uh, Columbus, Ohio, which is pretty flat. It's at about 700 feet above sea level. So I, I just call that sea level all the way up to Boulder, Colorado, where our headquarters is. And the lowest I can go here is, um, you know, 5,400 feet. And so like I'm a mile above sea level, I'm almost, um, you know, 2000 meters above sea level, but I can go into the mountains and I can do a run at 9,000 feet, uh, you know, 3000 meters above sea level. And that's a huge difference. And there are also hills here. So my, my power was very, very different running easy here, trying to maintain a certain mileage or focus on pace. And so I was really a big believer in stride, just transitioning on my own. But then I started paying attention to RSS. Um, I think I didn't even pay enough attention to it until I got hurt with my first injury since, uh, you know, I started, I started running in, in middle school when I was, I'd say like, uh, you know, 11 or 12 years old. And I had one injury my freshman year of high school when I was about uh, 14 or 15 years old. And then after that, it was about four years until my next major injury when I started running in college. And I hadn't been hurt since 2011. So, um, you know, I went from 2011 until the, 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 the winter spring of 2019. And all of a sudden I found myself with an Achilles injury. And I thought that, you know, I'll just take some time off. It'll be good after a week. And then lo and behold, it took three months for my Achilles to finally shape up through different measures of rehab and different, um, you know, trying a bunch of different things. But 
I was completely lost on how to start running again because I was a marathoner. I was a person who raced pretty competitively and I had no idea where to start. And so I said, what would I do if, you know, I had no training background, I was just starting from scratch, but I knew about stride and I knew about this running stress where I knew all the information um, in terms of how to track and how to smartly track stuff, or maybe even um, I'd, I'd, I'd write a plan for somebody that I would be quote unquote coaching, but that person I'd be coaching as myself. So I said, okay, I'm going to start tracking RSS. I'm going to start tracking my power day to day to make sure I'm running in the exact correct zones to minimize that risk of injury right when I'm coming back. Because if anybody has been hurt um, while running, you know that that first you know, five to 10 days that you're back running, there's that bigger risk for injury because you might just get super excited and you might um, overexert yourself. You might, uh, you know, get too excited and you might go back to your uh, running group and start running too fast. And then all of a sudden you're hurt again. You have to take another two months off, which is not what I wanted to do. So I decided to consciously track my RSS. And I'm going to talk about this other really cool uh, tool that we just started developing as well. Um, but I managed to get a more realistic idea where my fitness was coming back post injury, but I wanted to start with a, a, you know, good foot forward. I wanted to start with, um, a good sound ideology, uh, as I, as I started training. So this, this cool new tool kind of starts us off. Um, it's a feature that we will be releasing within the next couple of weeks after we do a little bit more polishing, and finishing up the beta test. I'm super excited for this because it's been um, a couple months of hard work for, for people at the Stride team to kind of coordinate everything. Uh, but it is absolutely fantastic. We'll do a whole nother dedicated release to it, but we're calling it right now just as a working title, Auto CP, which is Auto Critical Power. And uh, before, like we've talked about in the Critical Power test, you have to go out and do a test, either that three minute, nine minute, or six lap and three lap test where you use a um, 5k or 10k race estimates um, or there are other coaches out there you know that that give their different sort of guidance on how to calculate your critical power and all of these uh, all these methods use either a single data point if it's a race or they use you know two data points if you do a test and it kind of draws the curve um, what we're doing with auto CP which I'm super excited about, is we're actually analyzing every point of your training and actually looking at what you have done through all of your training at all different intensities and then drawing the critical power, um, you know, drawing that power duration curve and grabbing that critical power point um, right from the stuff that you've actually done. So to some people, this might sound like, oh, yeah, okay, you know, that, that that's kind of cool. It's pretty helpful to do. But for some people, you might be super excited about that and say, oh my gosh, like, yeah, it's about time. Why haven't we thought about analyzing your actual data and telling you based off stuff you've actually run a personalized one for you rather than, you know, kind of fitting you to this, this model and this, um, you know, critical power test or just kind of estimating off of a race. Uh, the, the critical power, auto critical power calculation, again, a working name is going to come out in the next couple of weeks after we finish polishing it. But for this example, I felt like I could not possibly leave this out as it's been really instrumental with my um, comeback to normal running. Um, so the first point is auto CP. The second point that I want to talk about is running stress score RSS, just how I personally have used it. I'll go through um, you know, kind of a transition week by week of 
how I was using RSS and how this auto CP kind of helps me stay in line with current fitness and how that RSS relates. And then three is day-to-day -day zones and how I can personally say, you know, based off my current auto CP, my RSS is this, I should be, um, you know, adjusting these, these zones up and down as this auto CP adjusts um, my critical power as well. So um, the, the three, main points that I have been thinking to kind of draw people in and make this a super exciting thing is that, um, number one, what if you didn't have to guess about your running fitness heading into a race? Number two, what if you had a better way to measure fatigue day to day? And number three, what if you knew exactly how easy or how hard to run each run? So for that number one point, what if you didn't have to guess about your running fitness heading into a race? What if you you know, did a CP test four weeks ago, but that was four weeks ago. You're, you're a different athlete four weeks after you do a CP test. With the auto CP, it'll calculate after every single run and give you that, that new CP. What if you had a better way to measure fatigue day to day? That's RSS, that's super simple. But when you have your actual current fitness and you relate that current fitness every single day, you have a much, much, much more accurate running stress score based off of what you're actually doing compared to, you know, a 5K or 10K estimate of the critical power test. And then three day-to-day -day zones. What if you knew exactly how easy or how hard to run each run based off your current ability level that you know with this auto CP field feature and then based off of RSS, um, that, that's super simple. So those are the three really, really exciting points here that I want to talk about. Um, personally, I've been back running for now almost six weeks. It's a, it's a Friday right now. Um, we'll release this podcast the same day, but I have two more days left to go in this week. So it's kind of incomplete in terms of the, um, comparison purposes, but uh, I just want to step through how I using the auto CP and RSS kind of guided my training a little bit more than overall mileage. So, um, first I started run walking and that's something that will absolutely be its own, um, you know, podcast episode talking about the, uh, ability to use stride to better track run walk and have a better guide towards getting back from injury. I, um, after listening to, you know, Jim Vance talk on the podcast a couple episodes ago, I was, uh, a person before that, you know, I'd, I'd been a fairly competitive runner my whole career. And I thought that, you know, I didn't need to walk while running ever. It, it was something that just didn't apply to me. But after listening to the merits and listening to the Jim Vance episode, which I'd encourage you to listen to if you haven't already, um, listening to him talk about how to actually implement run walk strategies in your training, uh, I thought it was genius as I was coming back from an injury, especially, um, but it would help keep me off of the couch and back on the roads if I was not getting hurt immediately coming back. So I started implementing a, uh, a, a one minute on one minute off running walk. And then I built up to four minutes on one minute off as was recommended until I got to the point where I was, you know, able to run a little bit more straight, a little bit more time on my feet straight through. Uh, so my first week back of running was the first week of May, 2019. And for this very first run here, it's 14 minutes. It's 1.55 miles in the RSS based off my auto CP calculation was seven RSS. The next day I did uh, 1.98 miles in 19 minutes and it was seven RSS. And then the next day after that, I did 2.75 miles in 25 minutes, it was 14 RSS. So obviously there's some big differences there in terms of the day-to-day uh, -day efforts. And then on that next 
Saturday, I ended up running 2.79 miles in 32 minutes and the RSS was 14. So just comparing these last two days, the RSS for them is both 14. I end up covering about the same mileage, but I end up doing it uh, a, a little bit slower. So just in the moment, um, you know, I had some, maybe, maybe some spikes, maybe the walking portions were slower, maybe the running portions were a little bit higher power, but overall I was tracking this RSS, seeing sort of similar efforts. Um, again, keeping in mind that about 40 RSS is your one hour at 70% of your, of your CP, going off of that um, practical example from Hans and Ron. Uh, the, the next week was a little bit more consistent training. I ended up running almost uh, 30 miles, just coming back to it very slowly again, doing some run walking. My RSS the first four days of the week varied between 18 and 22 for the runs. And then I started adding in a little bit more, uh, more running time. And so the RSS went up. It went from 19 to 38 uh, from the Thursday to the Friday. And I accomplished a little bit more mileage, but I was running a little bit higher power. I was um, running a, a little bit, you know, quicker. So I was able to get a little bit more time on feet in terms of my, my running. The next day, 37 RSS, but I covered five miles. So to me, this immediately says that this run was a lot less hilly on this Saturday versus that Friday run because I accomplished almost a whole nother mile and I uh, ran, you know, ran pretty even even pace but the rss was pretty much identical and then then on that sunday i rounded out the week for 27 miles with a 31 rss the other cool thing here is that the rss for me because i had this auto critical power turned on right when i started running again it was actually adjusting day by day based off what i had been doing and drawing this new critical power um you know for me drawing this power duration curve and so i was able to stay in relative fitness and relate these efforts as I kept building up. And the, the main example is two weeks after that, um, on, on May 27th, there's a pretty historic race here called Boulder Boulder. And it's a 10K at altitude. It's in Boulder. Uh, it's 50,000 people that come out and run it. Um, I hadn't run it because I hadn't been in Boulder yet last year, but a bunch of uh, striders were running. And I went out there, I didn't have any expectations other than to, you know, kind of run hard. I had about three weeks of training under my belt at that point. I wasn't expecting anything fast, but that day I did a uh, 10K in about 38 minutes. And my RSS for that effort was 125 RSS. So that means that based off my current fitness of just easy running, that was a very, very, very stressful activity because I hadn't done any workouts. I hadn't done anything to, you know, give me that high intensity that we look for to change this power duration curve. And so this was a very stressful activity. But then the after that, the um, next, next day, that RSS gets shifted and it relates back to that race and it relates back to my current fitness. I know I'm going to take a couple of easy days, but for me, I have a little bit more uh, knowledge to know my current fitness based off that activity. Um, the important thing that I want to talk about specifically about this based off that race, specifically my current fitness based off that 10K is that the next week when I was going to start adding in a little bit of quality, um, a little bit of workouts, I knew exactly how hard to run for this workout versus kind of just guessing. So before 
um, you know, I would have said, okay, I'm just going to run hard um, for my first workout back. It's going to be 10 times one minute on uh, with one minute recovery in between. So one minute on, I'm just going to run hard. But this time I say, okay, for me, my critical power based off this race now says that it's uh, 312 watts for me. Um, and I'm just going to try and run 10 times one minute at 320 watts with a minute just very easy recovery in between. And I was able to do that exactly because I just planned my workout based off my fitness. And before you could have definitely done a 10K estimator, um, it would not have been as accurate as actually analyzing your activity. So because um, if I'd been doing strides or I've been doing longer runs with a little bit uh, higher intensity, it would it would change the, the critical power base off this 10K. But the comeback from injury, I had successfully shown myself that I'm able to run, you know, 10 kilometers at a pretty decent effort. Now I'm ready to get kind of back into training. So I do this first workout the week following uh, the, the 10K race. I run very, very, very specific, very exact to my uh, fitness level at the time. And then I'm delighted when I see my RSS adjust slightly based off this one workout, because I haven't done a speed workout yet. I hadn't had any, um, you know, workouts that had above, uh, you know, 320 watt range. So that changed my power duration curve, which changes how my critical power is set. And then based off this auto CP that is adjusting to me in real time as I train, I can actually know how stressful that activity was to, you know, my RSS, my overall training load. Um, at the end of that week, I really want to show something really cool here too. Um, on that on that Sunday, I did two five mile runs, one in the morning, one in the evening, and uh, it it just really really helps me. As I was reviewing, you know, this run data, really really helped me kind of conceptualize uh, everything here. So in the morning, I had an activity that was four point nine seven miles, call it five miles, and I ran for forty nine minutes. So you know pretty, pretty easy run, pretty easy pace. The RSS, the running stress score was 33 for that run. In the evening, I did a trail run out here in Boulder, had about 300 meters of climbing, so about a thousand feet of elevation gain over the whole run. I ran 5.1 miles in 48 minutes, so about the same time range, but my RSS was 76. That just shows how different that these activities were on my body based off the power duration during the run. But if I was just tracking overall pace, overall mileage, I would have said that these two are the exact same thing. But now I can conceptualize that one run is more than twice as stressful as the next run. Um, I'm gonna talk about this last week of training here, specifically going off of my fitness. I ended up doing another set of 10 times one minute on, one minute off, adjusted a little bit higher um, because I knew that, you know, now my fitness, uh, based off my auto critical power at the time, I know that I can run about 340 watts now for these 10 times one minute on, one minute off, and I end up doing that for this hour run that contains a 20 minute warm up, 10 times one minute on, one minute off, 20 minute cool down. That gave me an RSS of 86, and so for that I was able to be very very specific based on my current fitness able to say okay 86 that's a pretty hard day need to make sure the next couple of days are pretty easy as well um, then today in the morning I ended up doing a, uh, a a tempo run so I was looking for about 20 minutes at a little bit lower than my critical power um, just something kind of sustainable to start getting that endurance built back up 
I ended up doing uh, 20 minutes at 291 watts, which was right where I wanted. It was comfortably hard. And for that run, it was 72 uh, RSS overall. So a little bit less stressful than my 86 RSS run, but that 86 RSS run of that 10 times one minute on, one minute off was definitely a little bit more stressful in, in terms of the intensities I was reaching. So <clears throat> specifically talking about how I use this practically, I rely on my critical power to tell me what training intensities to do day by day before it was great to be able to do a critical power test. It was great to be able to use a race estimator to kind of get a guesstimate of where I would be at fitness wise. But now with this new tool that's going to come out in just a couple weeks time um, as we finish polishing up everything, uh, auto critical power, being able to analyze all your activities and actually give you a very, very personalized enrolling adjusting critical power is something that I think was super helpful for me um, to start using because especially as I was coming back from injury, it was able to show me uh, you know, exactly my fitness level, exactly my stress level as I started building up, as I look forward to you know, getting back to the longer races and everything. Um, I'm absolutely going to use the very, very specific power numbers in the RSS to kind of guide my training. Um, you know, b before in the fall of, uh, you know, last year in the winter of last year, December 2018, I ran a 221 marathon. And now I thought, you know, as I was hurt, I'd be super lucky to even be able to go out and jog. But now that I'm back to actual training, back to actual racing, I'm being very intelligent, being very patient, but I'm being yeah very smart and reflective of how my fitness changes day to day as I come back from, you know, unplanned time off and injury for the you know first time in my competitive career, uh, you know, in eight years or so, I'm using stride specifically and RSS and critical power and to let that guide my training overall. And so I just thought that I'd really like to share what I found personally helpful. Um, you know, even if we weren't doing a podcast about this, I'd still be telling people the exact same thing, but I thought it'd be a great subject for people to hear um, because everybody goes through those injury struggles. Everybody has that time where, you know, even if you're taking time off after a major race, you still have that little bit of time where you're coming back. You're kind of guessing about your fitness. You don't really know how to run and how to how to work out you're just kind of guessing and so i thought that this would be super helpful for people in any of these different situations um but i just kind of you know wanted to get the words out there about this specifically i will still absolutely be tracking mileage i like tracking mileage i think it's a good reference but i will be putting a huge importance on running stress score to guide my day-by-day -day recovery and i will be putting a huge importance on autocritical power uh, to guide my, you know, day-to-day -day fitness and get a very, 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 very realistic idea of what my fitness is heading into a race because I don't have to guess anymore and you won't have to guess anymore. You'll be empowered with more knowledge of how to perform the best you possibly can on race day and we're super excited to bring that to you. Um, if you have any specific questions about RSS, you have any specific questions um, about, about training, feel free to shoot us an email at support at stride.com. We're always there to help you out. If you have any suggestions for the podcast in the future, I'd really appreciate it. Again, if you can subscribe and rate the podcast on whatever platform you end up listening on, it would be super helpful to us just to get the word out there. Um, if you yeah have any requests for future episodes as well, please, please send that in. But, um, for now, this was episode 12 
Uh, thanks again for listening, everybody. We're super excited to keep doing this, super excited for the auto CP, again, just a working name right now, um, but for this feature to kind of roll out over the next couple of weeks to you, we think it's going to be super helpful. Um, for now, this was the end of this episode. Have a great one. We look forward to talking to you next one. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.